Section 8 of the Curtis Aviation Book by Glenn Curtis and Augustus Post. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Part 2 My First Flights by Glenn H. Curtis. Chapter 4 First Flights in New York City. As a result of the winning of the Scientific American Trophy, the Aeronautical Society of New York City placed an order in the winter of 1908-09 for an aeroplane to be demonstrated at Morris Park Track, New York City, in the spring. Plans were outlined for enlarging the Hammondsport factory, and work commenced on the machine ordered by the Aeronautical Society. It was the plan of this society to purchase the aeroplane and have one or more of its members taught to fly it. The machine was finished in due time, thoroughly tried out at Hammondsport before it was shipped to New York, and finally sent to the old Morris Park racetrack, where the Aeronautical Society had arranged for the first public exhibition ever to be held in the history of aviation. There, on June 26, 1909, I had the honor of making the first aeroplane flights in New York City in the machine bought by the Aeronautical Society. The Society intended to make Morris Park the scene of aviation meets and of experiments with gliders, but the grounds proved too small, and I recommended a change to some other place in the vicinity of New York City where there was plenty of open country and where the danger from unexpected landings would be minimized. I looked over all the suitable places around New York City and finally decided upon Mineola on Long Island. The Hempstead Plains, a large level tract lying just outside Mineola, offered an ideal place for flying, and the Aeronautical Society machine was brought down there from Morris Park. There was such a fine field for flying at Mineola that I decided to make another try for the Scientific American Trophy, which I had won on the previous 4th of July at Hammondsport with the June Bug. I wanted that trophy very much, but in order to become possessed of it I had to win it three years in succession, the conditions being changed from year to year to keep pace with the progress and development of aviation. The second year's conditions required a continuous flight of more than 25 kilometers, about 16 miles, in order to have the flight taken into account in awarding the prize, which was to go to the person making the longest official flight during the year. I believed I could make a fine showing at Hempstead Plains, and preparations were made for the attempt. The aeroplane was put together near Peter McLaughlin's hotel, and a triangular course of one and a third miles was measured off. After I had made a number of trial flights over the course, I sent formal notice to the Aero Club of America that all was ready for the official flight, and the club sent Mr. Charles M. Manley down as official representative to observe the trial for the Scientific American Trophy. On July 17, 1909, a little more than a year from the first official flight of the June Bug at Hammondsport, we got out on the field at Mineola at sunrise, before the heavy dew was off the grass, and made ready— it was a memorable day for the residents of this particular section of Long Island, who had never seen a flying machine prior to my brief trial flights there a few days before. They turned out in large numbers, even at that early hour, and there was a big delegation of newspaper men from the New York dailies on hand.
flying was such a novelty at that time that nine-tenths of the people who came to watch the preparations were skeptical while others declared that that thing won't fly so what's the use of waiting round there was much excitement therefore when at a quarter after five o'clock on the morning of july seventeenth i made my first flight this was for the Cortland Field Bishop Prize of $250, offered by the Aero Club of America to the first four persons who should fly one kilometer. It took just two and a half minutes to win this prize, and immediately afterward I started for the Scientific American Trophy. The weather was perfect, and everything worked smoothly. I made twelve circuits of the course, which completed the twenty-five kilometers, in thirty-two minutes. The motor was working so nicely, and the weatherman was so favorable, that I decided to keep right on flying, until finally I had circled the course nineteen times, and covered a distance of twenty-four and seven-tenths miles before landing. The average speed was probably about thirty-five miles an hour, although no official record of the speed was made. Great was the enthusiasm of the crowd when the flight ended. I confess that I, too, was enthusiastic over the way the motor had worked, and the ease with which the machine could be handled in flight. Best of all, I had the sense of satisfaction that the confidence imposed in me by my friends had been justified. As the machine built for the Aeronautical Society had thus met every requirement, I agreed to teach two members to fly at Hempstead Plains. Mr. Charles F. Willard and Mr. Williams were the two chosen to take up instruction, and the work began at once. Mr. Willard proved an apt pupil, and after a few lessons mastered the machine and flew with confidence and success, circling about the country around Mineola. These flights at Mineola gave that place a start as the headquarters for aviators, and it soon became the popular resort for everyone interested in aviation in and near the city of New York. End of Section 8 Recording by Maria Casper